Nine Podcasts. I'm Elise. And I'm Tom. As Oscar Wilde once said, Ultimately, the bond of all companionship, whether in marriage or in friendship, is conversation. Welcome to our husband-wife podcast, The Elliot Exchange. What could possibly go wrong? Find out with us by tapping the follow or subscribe button on The Elliot Exchange wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Elliot Exchange. Hi, Tom. Hello, my dear. How are you? Well, thank you. Now, I have to say, today you smell like teen spirit, and that could be because you put on a boy's deodorant, and it's called Sexy Bouquet. Yeah, yeah, Is I... it right sharing family deodorants? I think not. I don't know what's less appropriate, a 13-year-old wearing something <laughs> know, called right, Sexy Bouquet right. or a 55-year-old I wearing know, it. I know, I think they're both wrong. But then I, it got me thinking, I started rifling around your um, cabinet yes. in the bathroom. So her deodorant's called Sexy Bouquet. Yours, you ready for this? Look at this. Deep black carbon impact. Oh, can you imagine the think tank that went behind coming up with the bloke's name? It's so blokey. Like they've gone, yeah, we need deep, yeah, yeah. Black, tough, carbon, mm. carbon. Is that enough? No, we're going to throw in impact. T- to be honest, when I buy those... Do the, you look the, at that and go, <clears throat> I'm going to smell like a miner's crotch wearing well, that? I, look at the, I just look at the colour of the packaging. Oh. So men's deodorants <laughs> tend to have a fair bit of black on them mm-hmm. and women's have flowers and pink and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And if it's black, I just go with that. Yeah. And they'd run out of Rexona sport for men that day. But then I went to the top shelf mm. in your cabinet and I unearthed... Some classics. What the heck, Brute 33? Samson's hair was very long. He believed it made him strong. Said a lilac when it shines, a man can read with the lilac. Well, well, as the ad used to say, where, where, where'd you be without Brute 33? Oh, it smells well, like the 70s. It's actually shaving cream, but anyway. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> then... Old Spice. And I Old thought, this spice. is a joke. This is a joke. Yeah. Smell that. Yeah, it's you all think? you need. It sort of smells like an uncle from it's decades gone. Combination of gum leaves and metho and, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, the pièce de résistance, the piece of resistance, Pinot Silvestra. Now, I'm reliably told by my Italian uh, descended friends that that, that if, if you want to, uh, as they put it, pull on a Saturday night, uh, <laughs> then uh, Pino Silvestre. Oh, with accent. Pino Silvestre, and it's also promoted by the very funny ethnic comedy group Sushi Mango. I got Pino. I got Pino. I say this this stuff is, is you're gonna the bomb. P- you're going to pull some chicks. Well, if I wanted to, I could with right. this. <laughs> Obviously, I don't want to. <laughs> Which leads me into a pretty embarrassing topic from Saturday night. All right, so we were going to a friend's surprise party, just yeah. drinks at a local uh, bar, and, uh, and and we sort of all went in ahead of the, the friend arriving. Anyway, when you, the friend whose birthday it was, I can't use names here because no, it's a bit embarrassing. No, do not use uh, names. Another lady and another lady, all of you, I would say, age from mid-40s to early 50s, Mm-mm. mid-50s. And there was, a, there was a wedding recovery on in the same place. That's the day after the wedding. Sort of late 20, early 30 Late 20s, olds. early 30s. Yeah, yeah. Young men wearing linen pants. Ugh, and yeah, just, yeah. Slip on you know. boat shoes. And anyway. And as you, the four of you walked in together, one of them yelled out, Oh, the cougars are here. Oh, 
I know, right? And it was so loud I heard it. And then they actually said the cougars are pretty hot. But it didn't well, soften it. I'm it didn't not, soften it. And I want to sure know heard that. what's more humiliating, being called a cougar or surreptitiously Googling, how old is a cougar? Well, we had a discussion. So you said, oh, a cougar means older, not old, older yeah. and hot. And I said, oh, I think, isn't it just older? No, and they're, they're, very, they're, different, <laughs> they're different terms on the World Wide Web. I just had to look up because apparently I am one. It means a woman seeking romantic or sexual relations mm. with significantly younger men. Right. Another one is just a woman in their 40s or 50s uh, who wants to enjoy herself with no strings attached. Right. Another one is just a woman who is confident and well, attractive in that, herself. that could be right. What was very funny was one of your fellow cougars spent oh, quite... Oh, can you not call us cougars? Well, it's not like the default well, word you, for us now. to have... Adopted, that is not you know, the collective if the shoe fits for us. and all that. Anyway, one of your fellow <laughs> female friends, aged somewhere between forty-five and fifty-four, um, spent quite a long time chatting to one of the young men. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. goes, "Oh, I'm a lawyer, but I live in LA now." And um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, he, really manicured here. She said to I him, couldn't stop staring at his hair. <laughs> well, young men these days yeah. are like that. Yeah. Um, anyway, and she said, "What's your name?" And he told her, and she goes, "Oh, I think I was at law school with your father," <laughs> which. Might have put a damper on things, I don't know. So there you go, Cougar. Looks younger than her, inverted commas, hooker. Attractive, confident and just wants to have fun. And to be fair, there was a show about this the best part of a decade ago starring none other than Courtney Cox and it was called Cougar Town. Divorced mother of teenage son, you know, goes out. And look, Courtney Cox was and still is a very very good-looking lady. So... You know, are you putting me in the Madonna, Demi Moore Not category? Madonna, not Demi Moore, but Courtney Cox, I think, is okay. <laughs> now, at least, of course, people can send us emails anytime, any issue at Elliot Exchange. That's two L's, two T's, at nine.com.au. Adrian has sent us, I guess, a serious email. He says... I heard you talking about the Rocky movies last week. Mm-hmm. Well, only last week. Um, and I also saw that over the weekend, Tim Zhu won his fight, which he did. He said, Tom, I know you do boxing, but with everything we now know about concussion and CTE, do you think we should still be teaching boxing to young children? Would you let your daughter learn it? Well, it's a bit late because she already is learning it. Uh, I suppose, I don't know about you, Lisa, I, I think the, the training for boxing is one of the best things you can do, mm-hmm. but the actual... Boxing, boxing in the ring is about one of the worst things you can do. Yeah, I, I concur. I think the the idea of self-defence, strength, um, the fitness that comes with boxing training is terrific. I would not want to see our daughter in the ring. I was subjected to a thigh crush from Ronda Rousey in the octagon. Well, it's, that's, now that's uh, MMA. Yeah, yeah I, but I it's don't sort know of what's in, worse. Yeah, I reckon that's worse because you've got a bit of everything there. Well, you do. The only thing with boxing is that the aim of it is, is it's the only sport where you know, the, the, the sole aim is to knock out your opponent. Yeah, it's awful. It's, it's really dreadful, actually. And look, CTE is really a dreadful thing. And, you know, the diagnosis can only happen when it's too late. When it's an autopsy. Well, that's right, when, when it's already become apparent. Because I reckon I've been knocked out about six or eight times. Mm. So maybe and we should do liturgical dance or something. Well, a bit safer. every time I can't remember a word or someone's name, I start thinking, like Den- Denny Crane in, in uh, Boston Legal, you know, Mad Cow, or, yeah. or in my case, you know, CTE or something yeah, like yeah. that. It starts to worry you. But have you had concussions? Yeah, many. Money for playing football. Oh, 
right. Ones from boxing. Yeah, no, it's it's not it's not a comforting thing. No. So to answer that email, no, we're not fans. Alright, at least there was a, an article on a website called kidspot.com.au. Yeah. No, I'm not quite sure why I was reading it, but anyway. And, and and it talks about the collectibles of both today and yesteryear. Mm-hmm. Now, was there something in your era which sort of is the same as my era, uh, but not quite? My little brother was really into Star Wars yes. figurines and had them all. Did he hang on to them? I think they're in a box somewhere, but they're not in their original box. Apparently, oh. they've got to be in their original box. But what's the use if you can't sort of play well, with them? Well, that's right. That's the weird thing about collectible toys is yeah. you can't actually yeah, play with them. Yeah, you just but, but if look he, at them. I think he's too young, but if you have stuff from the original 1977 movie, yeah. I mean, it is worth a squid yeah, now. I know. There was um, $6 million Man. I had a few yes. of those. I, I actually had the $6 million Man. And you can look through the back of his, his eye. I know. And, and Barbie hated that. She yeah. never wanted to date him because he had that weird eye when I was playing with right, him. Okay. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and in real life, Tom. Um, I collected stamps and mum, bless her, she used to buy me the first edition of, of stamps. I've got them somewhere. They're probably worth a fortune now. <gasps> that could be our retirement fund. Yes. I could dig up the old stamp collection. It could be worth a fortune. What did you collect? Well, as a boy, I was heavily into action figures. So no, I don't believe it. I know, it's hard to imagine. Um, so if you favoured more the American side of things, yeah. then G.I. Joe was your man. Mm. G.I. Mm. Joe. But if you were more of uh, perhaps an English or British persuasion, it was Action Man. And I had Action Man in a wetsuit made of rubber. The problem is once you took the wetsuit <laughs> off, because with uh, action figures, you always want to see what they've got underneath. Which is not much, which may not I say. Much. You know, you it's don't look at that and think, that's the way I want to be when I grow up. Uh, Ken was the same, darling. Really? Nothing. Ken was the same. But wasn't Ken supposed to be like that? Like, not a threat to Barbie in any way? <laughs> well, I gave you a Ken. You've got a Ken in a his Ken. box in he, your study. In, he's wearing a safari suit. Have we, have we, hey, not, have we taken off the safari suit? coming out of the box. I'm going to take no, off that safari not, no, suit. No, we're not. We're keeping Ken um, pristine <laughs> as Ken and I might add Barbie was supposed to be. And the other thing I remember, the same friend at school who had a calculator on his watch, which was just the stuff of science fiction. You are fiction. so obsessed with I know. this. Hello, I Adrian, if you're listening. Obsessed with this. Oh, sorry, Adrian, just as an aside, because you were so obsessed, what did you buy yourself last week? I bought a, a smartwatch. Yeah, because you were – has it got a calculator on it, it darling? Does, so you fulfilled so that things. dream. Well, sort of. I mean, it, 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 I now worry that I'm beginning to get a little bit obsessed about, am I standing up? Am I moving enough? Right, How many right. calories have I burnt today? Because it keeps, you know, you don't even want to take I it know. off in case it misses you standing up. Anyway, <laughs> the other thing Adrian had at school was every Justice League superhero, Superman, Batman, mm. Wonder Woman, mm. I think The Flash, I get them a bit mixed up. So they were the sorts of things that were collectible in our day. But I, I must say as a young boy, taking off... Uh, their pants to see what they have underneath <laughs> is is disconcerting and doesn't give you hope for the future. Tom, kids in New South Wales could be given, they say here, up to $49,000 uh, on their 18th birthday if um, Dominique wins the state election. Um what do you think about this notion of giving children a lot of money as a sort of fund to spend later? I, I, I have to say, it, 
there can only be an election on, which there is. Because why on earth would a government be saying we will just give free money to every child in the state? I mean, if that's not you know, a terrible example of pork barrelling or vote buying, I don't know what is. The way it's supposed to work is, I think... The, the New South Wales government will give every child $400 a year. Matched and, by the parents. And parents can give, well, I think it's up to 1000 yeah. And if you do that and it compounds and all that, it might, it might add up to fifty grand yeah. by the time they're 18. I think that was sort of loose economics with that figure. Yeah. But the, the, the idea is there that it's a way of getting children into the housing market to pay for tertiary education. I mean, in our day, we had hex. We had to pay for it. Well, oh, you just missed actually, out. I didn't. Oh, <laughs> I'm too old. To have had you're it. too old. Too I remember. Old I remember it. people protesting against Hex in 1988, and there was this girl I knew at uni. And she's like, "Come and interrupt a lecture," and she's going, "Oh, we got to, the government's going to make it. You know, university's going to cost us money. It's not fair." And she looked at me. and She said, "Come on, Tom." I said, "I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm finished this year. It's not going to affect me." Oh my me. god, that's so nimby of you. Is it? Yeah, uh-huh. not in my backyard. But, I don't care. But isn't it weird though? You've got one part of the government which says we're going to charge you money, so, yeah. you know, put a hand in one pocket, yeah, yeah. take money out. Another part of the government says, oh, here's some money that we're going to give you. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I remember my father said to me, he said, I'm, I'm never going to give you any money, and he didn't. He said, all he gets is an education, and what you do with it is up to you, but beyond that, that's it. I think that's a really good role model. I think that's really good parenting. I think if children anticipate either an inheritance or a trust fund, it dampens their, their spirit and their drive a bit. I feel. Yes, and there's a wonderful word that has, it comes from, I think, the UK. They call them trustafarians, mm-hmm. which young Alistair, who's working with us here today, is a trustafarian. And it means you, you just you live, you know, you have a wealthy relative who's left you not necessarily a great pile of money, but a regular mm. income. It actually it destroys lives. Mm. It's the worst thing in the world. I know several trustafarians. One of them, for example, he, he never finished anything. And one day he looked at some buildings. I think he was in Sydney. He said, these are ugly. And so he signed up the next day to be an architect, as in do a degree. And then someone told him it takes like six years to qualify and then you have to practice for 10 years. And only then – and he said, oh, I'm not going to bother doing that anymore. What do they, what do, they do with their days? Uh, they, spend, they, they play polo. They buy things. They croquet. Polo, croquet. Drink pims. Smash cars. <sighs> Having said that, I did, when our daughter was little, I started putting my coins, remember those, um, in, into a money box every day. That's hardly trust a fairy in territory. Oh, it has grown to a sizable sum. <laughs> a few hundred bucks. Well, you know, a few hundred now, the future, who knows? So, no, I, I think it's a terrible exercise in vote buying and it will ruin, pollute young people's minds. <laughs> Now, Elise, I'll be honest, I'm somewhat sceptical about horoscopes. Um, There's a lady who does the horoscopes on 3AW, and all she seems to need is someone's horoscope and their their name, their first name only, and she says she can see a door and the door is opening and there's a tree and there's a pair of shoes, and that might mean uh, something new is going to come into your life and you might get a new job or be careful about your health, you know, all these really useful things. Um, (laughs) And, and so I remain a bit of a sceptic. What, what about you? So into them. Are you? Oh, read them every week. Do you? Um, I get really excited. I've even cut them out. I've cut them what out. What do you do with them? My mum photographs them and sends them she to me. She does Oh, she does. So uh, have we established, are we even the same star sign? You, you're on the cusp. Are you? Oh, you're on the cusp of Scorpio and Sagittarius. I do am. you know what moon you're well, rising? I don't know what I, d- I did ask a um, witch doctor or whatever they're called about this. 
um, <laughs> years ago, and she said, if I remember this correctly, so my birthday is on the cusp between Sagittarius and Scorpio, but it's what it is when I was born. But the problem is, when I go and check it when I was born, some websites say it's one and some say it's the other. So I just think pick, you're a bit more Sagittarian. Pick whatever's best. I do think people are like their star signs. Really? I can always pick a Scorpio. In particular, a Scorpio woman. But, but isn't that terrible if, like, to make these generalisations no, about someone? No, it's great. So, so should we just both say we're Sagittarians? All right. Well, no, no, no. I'll be a Scorpio and you be – that way we have two horoscopes to look at. <laughs> All right. So this is our coming week, right? And I'm right. going to follow up in a week and see. So for Scorpio, keep an open mind. Oh, <laughs> lost you already. <laughs> that's not going to Oh, God. That's not your My strong mind's point. like a steel trap. It's just firmly shut, you know. <laughs> You can move mountains provided you're flexible and think outside of the box. Oh. As if you could do that. Uh, online courses or esoteric books will broaden and satisfy your thirst for knowledge. Well, I already do that. I mean, I read a lot of obscure military science fiction. That counts as esoteric. And your smart watch will say that you are making that right. up for you. All right, so, that, so that's me that. as a Scorpio. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mine is, Sagittarius, situations that blend finances and social affairs should be used to your advantage. Your charming nature will go a long way towards securing loans, investments, promotions and numerous other advantages. So a week of promotions because of but, my but, charm. But you have to combine social situations yeah. with asking people for money. But then I do the backup. You read the opposing newspapers one. Right. And you go with whatever's better. Okay. So you go with the one that... Sounds great. So basically, it says here um, you've got to forgive someone. So is this me or you? Yeah, you, Scorpio. Oh. Can a generous act of forgiveness end up costing us even more than the original problem? I love where they do the questions because it's so open ended, isn't it? Can you show your trust again? If you can, the benefits will be far reaching. That's very broad, isn't it? Right, that's me. You've got to about- forgive someone. Okay. Just because you always have an answer for everything doesn't mean you always know what to do. You've been putting on a brave face in a perplexing situation. That sounds like me. (laughs) You don't have everything under control, but if you reach out and ask for help, you'll get the insight you need. So I'm going to go with my charm getting me a promotion and you have to start reading esoteric books. Right. And and be open-minded. Yes. And think outside the box. Yeah. And it will – are you ready for this? Open your eyes. Right. Because – just came back to this lady who does it on the radio. She she worked out that a caller was like I think eighty four or eighty five, and she said, "Oh, I'm seeing something. Be careful of a fall." <laughs> now, I don't know how much you know about yeah. octogenarians, but yeah, being careful about falling yeah. over is you know sort of pretty much standard yeah. advice for most of them. One thing though, you and I have the same Chinese numerology number, which is eleven, which is right. very very coveted. What does that mean? I briefly dated a guy who was obsessed with the fact I was. Of an 11. Nothing else. 11 out of 10? Yeah, no. <laughs> if you can see, yeah, the numbers all go to 11. Look, right across the board. Oh. 11, oh, 11, and most 11. And then amps go up to 10. Exactly. That's this, good. This one goes to 11. <laughs> so, Elise, what have you learned today? I've learned that you smell like teen spirit and I quite like it. I've learnt that Ken and the $6 million man are not very well endowed, but that's okay. And uh, you need to get into horror scopes. Well, at least what I've learned about you is that even though someone called you a cougar, 
Actually, you're 11 out of 10. <laughs> Tap the follow or subscribe button on the Elliot Exchange wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to rate, review and share with your friends. You can follow me, Elise Elliot underscore media on Instagram to keep up with everything happening on the Elliot Exchange. Or of course, you can send us an email, elliotexchange at nine.com.au. 